The following podcast is the audio version of a previously broadcasted program. It may contain words and expression which might require watching. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Twitter and Facebook. We also welcome your comments, your suggestions, and yes, your criticism. For details on our broadcast, please visit sluza.com. That's S-L-O-O-Z-A-R.com. That's Sluza.com. The podcast begins next. Welcome to Sluza, the place for common sense. Today is Saturday, April 3rd. 2021. My name is Mike Duchenne. Across the country, there is something nefarious going on. The Republican leaders across the country are working aggressively in order to deprive groups of people the right to vote. Of course, they justify that by claiming they're trying to prevent voters fraud. For those of you who have watched this program before, we discuss the non-existence of voters fraud in America. We provided you 20 years of data which show that in America, the idea of voters fraud is non-existent and yet for decades republicans have always tried to make certain that groups of people have no ability to vote they go through voters intimidation voters restriction and now they're making certain that voters american voters have the most difficult time to exercise the rights to vote. Sadly, Republican constituents, some of them, buy into the argument. One has to ask the question, why would elected official spend so much time trying to do wrong to a group of people when the country has so many problems to tackle. Why have the Republican leaders always see, always create a reason to try to deprive blacks of a way forward? It's time that blacks recognize that the Republican Party doesn't want anything to do with it. That's that gibberish. That's that speculation. That's decades of data that prove, indeed, blacks ought to wake up before it's too late. You are on Sousa. This is Sousa, the place for comments. 
Welcome to Sluza. Glad you can make it. I am MD. This program is dedicated exclusively for those with common sense, a spirit of patriotism, and a determination for a more perfect union. Stay tuned as we begin the discussion of a very important, interesting, and enlightening topic. Hope to hear from you soon. Happy listening. After reading several books based on presidents and on Obama specifically, I found that they're typically partisan. The Obama legacy targets the heart of the issue by giving credit to the president where it's due, but definitely coming down hard on Obama on his bigger failures, like his handling of the Syrian crisis. If you are in college, going to college, you are an educator, a faculty member, or someone with interest in government or politics, the Obama Legacy is definitely a book to read. My professor recommended the Obama Legacy. A friend actually recommended the Obama Legacy. I would highly recommend this book for anyone, whether for academic use or leisure reading. I would recommend this book to anyone out there searching for an impartial and unbiased look into Barack Obama's tenure as president. I would definitely recommend this book as a good read for both liberals and conservatives. Welcome once again to Sousa, the place for common sense. My name is Mike Duchesne. If you join us before, we do thank you for helping make this journey a little bit lighter, a tad more bearable. If you join us for the first time, we welcome you once again to this program. Sousa was created just a couple of years ago, initially, we called it Fourth Branch. But the objective is pretty much the same, which is to perfect the union. We realize in the process that we have to do something a little bit difficult to eradicate ignorance from conversation, from debate, from discussion, in the hope that at some point we all can have a conversation around a topic in a very objective way. For a reason that's sometimes baffling to us, the Republican leaders decide quite a few decades ago they're not going to tell the truth to their constituent they're going to use deception in order to govern. What I just mentioned to you is not my personal opinion. I challenge you to resort to any topic, any issues of discussion, and you will find that, indeed, your Republican representative will lie to you about what they're doing about what the other side is doing, meaning the Democrat Party. Now, politics, it's okay to have divergence of opinion. It's okay to want to do things a different way. There is nothing wrong with that. That's what politics allows us to do. 
you may see a different way, not necessarily better, but you may see a different way to accomplish something. So various political parties in a democratic system is actually very healthy for that society. Here in America, we unfortunately, we only have two major political parties, the Democrats and the Republicans. Actually, that's better than just one, but nevertheless, you may have heard me mention time and again that the Republican leaders do not care about the United States of America. And you may consider that as gibberish or someone who's simply talking because he's, well, a damn liberal. In fact, most everyone who brings forth the truth to Republican constituent when they're tired of, of, of arguing against facts, then they find the only best way to put an end to the conversation is by saying, you're just a damn liberal. Today, it's even worse because when they are faced with fellow Republicans who have come to their senses, who have common sense, fellow Republicans who are patriot, now they have a different problem. They cannot call them damn liberal, so they say, you're just a rhino, meaning Republicans in name only. So in other words, individuals who are unwilling to change, to accept the truth, to accept the facts, those people are almost unredeemable, unsalvageable. And those are the people that represent the greatest danger to the, to the nation. In the past, you used to have people who actually care enough about the country that once they find out that they're in the wrong, they will change and join those that are going the right way. In the past, you find people that used to acknowledge they're wrong. Just to give you an example, Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon recognized that he did something wrong as president because a president is supposed to be a role model. Now, once caught doing something wrong, he resigned. If he were to be today, I guarantee you, Nixon would not have resigned because we saw the past administration committing crime after crime, and even the most flagrant one, which is inciting mobs to insurrection, the Republican leaders surrounded themselves and defended that guy despite having committed one of the most egregious crime cited in the Constitution of the United States. So when I tell you that Republican leaders do not care about the United States, that's not just a statement. It's a statement of facts. They just do not give a hoot about the United States of America. Now, they're very good at deception. I wrote extensively about that, that the Republican leaders are masters of deception. In the past, we could have taken comfort in the fact that the Republican constituent would be smart enough to realize that and they would take care of that problem. Today, the 
is no such hope for America because the leaders are do not care about country. They're doing whatever would benefit them, and the constituent fall into one of a few categories. They're either too naive, too gullible, too ignorant, and of course, you have another category that simply want to take the country to the ground by any means necessary. So, the country has a problem. It's not a damn liberal saying that. We do have a serious problem in the country. We use in the past to, to, to fear enemies attacking America. In fact, in 2001, we as Americans experienced the greatest affront to our country. A group of terrorists came into the country and damaged one of, or damaged America, actually. We used to fear that, and of course, since after 9-11, now America has been on edge, and we spent billions of dollars to make certain that what happened in nine, on 9-11 never happened again. Because we believe that was a grave danger, that was a grave tragedy to America. In the process of doing that, we lost track of the fact that the greatest enemy, the bigger threat that the country is confronting, is an enemy within. It is the Republican Party as a whole. On January 6, 2021, we watch on the whole world watch a group of mobs inside none other than the President of the United States to destroy a system of democracy. Now, we could have taken solace to the fact that he's no longer, except for one problem. The Republican legislators were also doing exactly the same thing in Washington. They were in their respective chambers trying to destroy our system of democracy, trying to trample, literally shred our constitution. So that moron is gone. But those individuals that stay, the Republican leaders in Washington, they continue to represent the greatest danger to our nation. And that is not empty words. That is not gibberish. They've been working every step of the way to do what is detrimental to the United States of America. Republican leaders do not work for the well-being of the nation. And that's something I wrote extensively about. That's something I mentioned time and again. Not just by saying it, I provide you example that indeed that's exactly what the Republican leaders have been doing to the country. On January 26, 2021, they were in the back room, in the respective chamber. What were they doing? Not trying to strengthen our democracy, not trying to secure and defend the Constitution, but they were working to destroy those very important aspects of our democracy. Yes, 
when I say that the Republican leaders do not care about the United States of America, this is not just a statement. They work to destroy America. That the greatest threat that America confront today. But unfortunately, the Republican constituent, some of them go along with that, and others are too ignorant, too naive, too gullible to realize that they become complicit in the Republican leaders destroying America. How do we solve that problem? Because it's not, it's not assumption, it's not speculation, it's what currently going today in America that we have a political party that's good enough at deceiving their constituent, they can continue to destroy our way of life, and yet the constituent continue to support them. The kind of argument that you heard Republican constituent bring forth to justify wrongdoing is mind-boggling. We will take a look at something we've been talking about, which represent a, a huge step backwards for the country in terms of what Republicans across the country are doing to the United States of America. As I mentioned, those are not gibberish, they're not empty words, they're not speculation, they are what is currently going on in America. That we have a political party that is determined to destroy what has made America the envy of the world. Let's take a look at something that's currently going on uh, in the nose. We'll use that as a springboard, launch pad, so to speak, to begin the process of giving you a sense as to what exactly would you say that the Republican leaders stand for? If you do not work for the well-being of America, then what exactly do you stand for? I strongly urge you and encourage you, especially if you're a young individual, to begin the process of understanding what really is happening to America and who is doing what to America in order for you, because it used to be a time when the whole world looked up to the United States of America for guidance. Not anymore. Now the whole world, our allies, they continue to have relation with America with a twist. They no longer consider America a per, an ally that they can count on. 
they simply see America as another ally that they can, they will be with as long as necessary, but part from when it becomes necessary. Just four years ago, what I just mentioned to you would have been a sacrilege to say that. Because the whole world used to look up to America for guidance, for leadership. All that has changed. Because we have, in the United States of America, a political party that is determined to make a mockery of our democracy and who is willing to do everything that's possible to destroy what we use to consider sacred in America, the Constitution. Thomas Jefferson, paraphrasing him here, say that there are two types of criminal. It's, you know, the regular criminals and the government. And he went on to say that, let us tie the second one, meaning the government, let us tie the second one with the rope of the Constitution so that it doesn't become like the first one. Now, that was perfect statement to say at the time. Thomas Jefferson was the third president of the United States. Because at that time, the people, the statement was made to a group of individuals who were patriot. People who actually considered the Constitution of the United States of America as sacred. People who would give their lives to defend the letter of the Constitution. So when Thomas Jefferson made the statement, they had weight. Let us tie the government with the rope of the Constitution. When he said the government, of course he's referring to the people serving in the government, the senator, the congressman, the mayor, the governor, and so on. Let us tie the government with the rope of the Constitution. Now that had weight because those people valued the Constitution of the United States. But we saw on January 6th that Republicans across the board just simply do not give a damn about the Constitution. So what do we use now? If Thomas Jefferson were to be around today, I wonder what would he say? How would we control the government? Because the people who make up the government, who took an oath to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States, they are the same people who are working to destroy that very important document that has made America the envy of the world. And that's exclusively Republican. Don't point fingers and don't pretend it has anything to do with anybody else. It's exclusively Republican leaders who have made it their business to destroy every aspect of the Constitution. It becomes a joke to say that they're going to take an oath 
if they value the Constitution, if they value the oath that they took, they would not be working to destroy the Constitution of the United States. They would be working to preserve it, to protect it, to strengthen it. But that's not what we witness. And we continue to witness them doing exactly those type of, 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 of activities in order to continue to weaken the Constitution of the United States. And we'll show you in just a moment a few examples of the type of activities that Republicans across the country, not a few people, not a few people in the, uh, on the fringe, not a few white nationalists, not a few white supremacists, Republican leaders across the board. Now, you can decide to do one or two things. Join them to continue to destroy the country or take the stand to say, from that point forward, you are going to work to restore the country, to restore America by getting rid of those individuals that are working to destroy America because they're not doing what they're doing for the sake of America. Because if your action weaken and destroy the most important aspect of our democracy, you cannot pretend to be working for the country. There is no other way to translate that. If you're working against something, then you cannot pretend to be for that thing. So let's take a quick look when we come back. After reading several books based on presidents and on Obama specifically, I found that they're typically partisan. The Obama legacy targets the heart of the issue by giving credit to the president where it's due, but definitely coming down hard on Obama on his bigger failures, like his handling of the Syrian crisis. If you are in college, going to college, you are an educator, a faculty member, or someone with interest in government or politics, The Obama Legacy is definitely a book to read. My professor recommended The Obama Legacy. A friend actually recommended The Obama Legacy. I would highly recommend this book for anyone, whether for academic use or leisure reading. I would recommend this book to anyone out there searching for an impartial and unbiased look into Barack Obama's tenure as president. I would definitely recommend this book as a good read for both liberals and conservatives. If you just join us, my name is Mike Duchenne and this is Slusa. We're talking about really what is currently going on in the country. Uh, in America, that we have a political party, the Republican Party, in its entirety, that's working against the best interests of the country. As I mentioned, this is not an opinion. This is not an assumption. The Republican Party, across the board, across the country, all the members are working 
against the best interests of the United States of America. So let's take a quick look at a couple of items that's making notes. We, by now you probably very familiar with the fact that a couple of uh, weeks ago, a few people, well, t millions of people receive a stimulus check, uh, something that Joe Biden administration was has been adamant about helping people affected with the coronavirus. You remember that that a the spread of the coronavirus caused a lot of problem in the country. Uh, businesses have to be closed. Uh, people have to be laid off, uh, furloughed, some of them, uh, but laid off. And uh, you have, of course, the pandemic spreading across the country. Per a few days ago, the number of casualties stood at 550,000, more than half a million people. And we're approaching 31 million infection in the country. Fortunately for us, there has been a lot of effort being put behind curving the spread of the virus. Now that this part is being handled, vaccination are occurring across the country, and that part is being handled with the initial uh, COVID relief package that Joe Biden uh, worked uh, with the Democrats in the House, now is working to put out a package so that it can attend to the infrastructure in the country, to remodel, to rebuild the infrastructure in the country. You're very familiar with that aspect. Now, with the COVID relief package, not a single Republican voted for the relief package. Now, I mentioned time and again here that Republicans do not care about the constituent. The COVID relief package is not for the Democrats. It's for everyone who lost their job because of the coronavirus, the pandemic. It's Democrat, Republican, businesses that closed down. That was the very point of the COVID relief package. Every single Republican voted against it. Every single Republican. I mentioned to you before that whenever there is anything that is being done for the middle class, for the working class, you can rest assured Republican will be against it. So they were against the COVID relief package. Now Biden proposed the infrastructure plan. Now, I don't have to tell you that they are also against that. It's a $2 trillion plan. Well, a $2 trillion plan that, as you can see on the screen, that's broken down as to what that plan will do in terms of what kind of item will be in the plan. You see on the left side of the screen, a $620 billion will go to transportation infrastructure. 
another $400 billion will go to the care of the economy, home care workforce. Another $500 billion will go to research and development, manufacturing, and so on. And of course, on the right side of the screen, more detail are provided, more bulleted points are provided to show what exactly Joe Biden is looking for the $2 trillion uh, to, for the infrastructure. The United States infrastructure does indeed need rebuilding. There is no if and but about that. In fact, it is something that's really very sad to see how much we spend repairing road, repairing bridges, and yet for reason that baffled the rest of us, our infrastructure crumbling. So Joe Biden proposed a $2.2 trillion in order to remedy to the problem. Now, just like in the COVID relief package, the Republicans decide they're not going to... Joe Biden walked into the presidency wanting to collaborate with Republicans. I mentioned here in this program that Joe Biden would be naive to believe that Republicans would work with him. Because Republicans have proven for seven plus decades that every time that something is being done on behalf of the middle class, on behalf of the working class, there will be not a single Republican who will participate. Joe Biden should, know, should have known better because this is not anything new in Washington. And Joe Biden has been in Washington long enough to know that Republicans do not work for, for any policy, any legislation that will help the middle class, that will help the working class. They would not work with anyone. And they have one approach to everything that Democrats do. It's opposing everything Democrat. We know that, and it's not something new. I mentioned time and again, in 2009, the country just went through a recession. In fact, the country was still going through the recession when Obama took over the Oval Office. Job, the job market plunging, the stock market plunging, the auto industry bankruptcy, even the financial sector needed uh, rescuing. The whole country needed help. Now think about that for a moment, at a time when Everything was bad for the United States of America. There was not a single place that you could look in the country to say, oh, things are doing well here. Every aspect of our lives was affected by the recession. By the time that Obama took over the presidency of the United States, 
unemployment rate was at 10.7. That's the official unemployment rate. Now, you would think people you elect as your representative would work with the President of the United States in order to remedy the problem. Because that's why you elect people to solve problems. At a time when the country needed both Democrat and Republican to work together, what did Republican do? They opposed everything Obama tried to do to remedy the situation. Now, think about that for a moment. At a time that the country is going through the hardest, the most difficult time, the people that you elected to help solve the problem were the one compounding the problem. Those are not speculation or assumption. Under the Obama trying to get the country out of a recession, every single Republican voted every, against everything Obama tried to do. For some reason, Joe Biden believed that he can get Republican to work with him. And he already learned the hard way that it's not going to happen. Because Republican would not work with anyone that's doing anything for the middle class, for the working class. It is a guarantee that's the way it is. I gave you the example many times. In 2017, they were giving money to large corporations by taking a loan for $1.5 trillion. They took 85% of that money to give to wealthy individuals and large corporations. Every single Republican voted for it. When Joe Biden proposed the stimulus package, it's for the middle class, it's for the working class, every single Republican voted against it. When I tell you that Republicans do not work on behalf of the constituent, this is not just gibberish. Republicans simply do not care about the constituent. It's time that you recognize that as an individual. If you are rich, you're doing okay in the country, you may not care. But if you are in the middle class, if you are in the working class, you can take it to the bank that Republicans do not work for you. Everything that they do is against your best interest. And that's not an assumption. That's not a speculation. That is what they've been doing for so many decades now. We just gave you two very recent examples of Republican acting against your best interest. Under Obama, when things were very bad for the country, instead of helping get the country back on track, they worked against Obama because they didn't want anything to happen for the working class, for the middle class.
under Trump, everything was going great. They still managed to borrow money to give to wealthy individuals and large corporations. Every single Republican voted for it. And he's just recently, Joe Biden tried to provide some form of relief to the working class. Every single Republican voted against it. I don't have to convince you. You can read about those things. They're very fresh. They're very recent. That Republicans are always against what is going to help the working class, the middle class. They just cannot stand helping the working class, the middle class. So if you're looking for someone to help you, it's not going to be your Republican representative. They lie to you. They deceive you, and they make you believe that it's the damn Democrats that are doing something wrong. And sadly, a number of you, Republican constituents, believe that. You buy the lies, the deception, the conspiracies by your Republican representative. Now, here's another piece of hypocrisy in regards to the $2.2 trillion infrastructure package. The other day, we heard Mitch McConnell going into a rating, saying something to the effect that Joe Biden did not have a mandate to take the country to the left because he proposed a $2.2 trillion package. So they're not going to participate. They want you to believe that they care about the country debt. They want you to believe that they have some sort of moral values or principle. They don't have any. Under the Trump administration, he proposed a $3 trillion package. Every Republicans was for it. Joe Biden package is 2.2. They all have something to, to say against it. Under Trump, they proposed a three, three, Trump proposed a three trillion dollars package. Every Republican was on board for it. As I mentioned to you, Republicans do not care about the well-being of the United States of America. And there are tons of examples to prove that point. So if you're looking to have an argument as if Republicans care, Republicans working for the country, Republicans care about national debt, you fooling yourself or pretend that you think that there is something to their statement. There is nothing. Republicans are against everything Democrats are trying to do, especially when it's so obvious it's going to benefit the working class, it's going to benefit the, the middle class. Republicans will always be against that. So they're against the $2.2 trillion package, but they were all for $3 trillion package that Trump proposed. So no, Republicans, they just rely on your naiveness, on your gullibility, on your ignorance to make you believe that they care about something. Republicans do not give a damn about you as a constituent. They do not give a damn about you as 
member in the middle class or in the working class. They rely on you to vote for them. They rely on you to be ignorant, stupid enough to believe their lies, their deception, and keep them in office. But Republicans do not care about the United States of America. The hotly contested presidential election is over, but the challenges that lie ahead for this new administration are many and very difficult. Yes, we voted out the destructor of our norms, but our job is not done. The Biden administration will face a very corrupt and uncooperative Republican Party in both the House and the Senate. In 2009, in the midst of a devastating recession with unemployment rising, bankruptcy multiplying, the economy cratering, Mitch McConnell opposed everything Obama tried to do to remedy the situation. It is naive to think it will be different this time. The country simply cannot rely on Republicans. So let's not. Join us live every Saturday at 11 a.m. to bring forth ideas to combat those challenges. Together, we can help rebuild America with Joe. See you soon. If you just join us, my name is uh, Mike Duchenne, and this is Slusa. We're talking about a very important uh, aspect of uh, uh, issues that affect the country, uh, issues that uh, actually are long last, that have long-lasting effect in the country. So we invite you at this point to uh, subscribe to YouTube channel, to subscribe uh, to uh, Facebook, to Twitter, uh, and that will provide the opportunity uh, for you to receive an invite every time we start the program and in the invite there is a link that gives you the opportunity to come right here in uh, this program so I strongly encourage you to do so at this point now let's take a look at uh, another important aspect of something that's uh, happening across uh, the country. I mentioned earlier that uh, the, the, the greatest threat that America faces today is not coming from the outside. It's not from China, it's not from Russia, it's not from North Korea. The biggest threat that we have in America is paused by the Republican leaders. Now, we expect the leaders to guide their followers, the constituents. That's what leaders are for. But what happens when leaders are the one leading you astray? What happens then when the leaders are the one misleading you? In the past, we could take comfort in the fact that the majority of the constituent, Republican and Democrat, were smart enough 
to be able to recognize when leaders gone astray and get rid of those leaders. Today, however, we watch across the board in the Republican Party, there is no leader, or at least those they call leaders are just people that take advantage of uh, the ignorance of those who believe them, of those who follow them, of those who support them. So we have a very serious problem because half the country is being led by individuals who do not give a hoot about the country. Republican leaders are working and everything that they're doing, they're doing it deliberately to destroy America. And I don't say that lightly. Suffice to take a look not far away, January 6, 2021, to watch that outside, we have mobs of people ransacking the Capitol, and inside, we have Republican leaders working to destroy, to shred every aspect of the Constitution. So when I tell you that Republican working to destroy America, it's not hyperbole. Because they all were behind closed door working to do exactly that. Our allies picked up on that. They picked up on the fact that Republican leaders, those who spend the most time in Washington, 10, 20, 30, 40 years, those people, Republican, they already came to a point where they don't care about the Constitution of the United States. They don't give a damn about what, how democracy is supposed to work. They are willing to do away with everything that is in the Constitution. And that's not an opinion. They proved that on January 6th. After the former president lost the, the, the election, they all work. They all work to destroy whatever is left of our democracy. They didn't do that behind closed door. They didn't do that in secrecy. They publicly showing that they're willing to destroy everything that has made America the envy of the world. And on January 6th, again, while there were mobs of people outside, Causing chaos, killing, destroying, those Republican leaders were inside. And some of them today aspire to become president. And next time, we'll present or uh, give you the, uh, a list of those people. They aspire to become president, and they were among the people working to destroy every aspect of our democracy. Those are the people who want to lead the United States of America. And that's the reason our, our allies, they being very cautious in terms of how they handle the new relationship with America. Because it's, it wasn't just a rogue individual who was trying to subvert our government, but all the Republican leaders were in on it. So in other words, our allies 
did not have to contend with just one person. They know what happened in 2016 can happen again. Because the people who are Republican leaders, they do not care about the United States of America. They, today, they represent the greatest threat to our nation. You see, voting in America is, well, voting in any system of democracy is probably the most important aspect that say to the world, that say to the people, that say to anyone who care to find out that that country, it has a system of democracy. Because people can actually go to the poll and decide whom they're going to choose as leaders, whom they're going to reject. If somebody were to tell you that you're living in a system of democracy and at the same time tell you you cannot vote, they're just lying to you. Because you cannot claim to have a system of democracy if you deprive people of the rights to vote. That's what authoritarians do. That's what dictators do. And it so happened here in America, we have the Republican Party, the Republican leaders across the country are working to deprive groups of people the rights to vote. And Republicans have been doing that for a very long time. They've been saying voters fraud, knowing there is no voters fraud. In America today, it's easier to buy a gun, a machine gun, than it is to vote. And that's not an assumption. It's much easier today in America for someone to go to a place where tons of guns laying on the table, machine gun, ammunition, handgun. It's easy for you to buy a gun in America than it is to vote, courtesy of the Republican leaders. They're putting all kind of stumbling block against voting. There has never been a time in the history of America where you see Republicans working to remove obstacles so that people can vote, to make it easier for people to vote. Never. In fact, just the opposite has been taking place. Republicans have worked aggressively every time to make it more difficult for people to vote. Ask yourself the question, why? Not ask yourself, not pretend that there is voter fraud and trying to defend that, because we know, we explain it, we provided proof that two decades of data show that America, in America, there is no voter fraud. So you can Give that up. You don't have to pretend you're defending something here. Drop that as an argument. 
because it's proven. Two decades of data cannot lie. Now ask yourself the question, why is it that your Republican leaders, instead of working to make it easier for people to vote, instead of removing obstacles for people to vote, why is it that they're working to prevent people from voting? Ask yourself that question. Because that's what's happening in America. Why? In order for you to understand how big of a threat your Republican leaders pose for the United States, you have to be able to see that those type of action that the Republican leaders are taking, they're not helping advancing America. They're not helping progress in America. In fact, if anything, they're taking America backwards. Republicans have been at it for a very long time. In the past, they had bills, legislation that says if you cannot read or write, or if you cannot read and write, you cannot vote. The kind of thing that Republicans do, those are not mistakes. Those are not politics. They are Machiavellian techniques that they use to prevent people from voting. When they came with the idea, if you cannot read and write, you cannot vote, it's because they wanted, they deliberately wanting to prevent blacks from voting. Because they know that blacks were slaves, and it will be generation before you can start having people, black people, well, at least a sizable number of people who can vote who can read and write. So what they did is, they say, if you cannot read and write, you cannot vote. Republican, when I tell you blacks, if you are supporting Republican, you are complicit in them trying to deprive blacks of the right to vote. Because they've been doing that for a very long time. This is not the first time that Republicans have came up with very Machiavellian ways to prevent blacks from having access to our democracy. Because to them, they've been working. They want nothing to do with blacks. And I've been saying that for the longest, that the Republican Party is a haven of racists. And they have proven that again and again and again. Show me a Republican who work in the interest of blacks. Show me a Republican who work to defend blacks' interests. Show me a Republican who work to help blacks move forward. Show me a Republican. There is none. Because Republican Party has always worked against the interests of blacks. They always have. That's not a speculation. That's not an assumption. Ask yourself why. Now, the conversation about voting is not gibberish. It's not a group of Republican ranting that goes on, that go on Fox and talk about it. 
they already done that in georgia for instance in georgia they've already passed laws that make certain aspects in voting illegal crime in georgia today if you were to stand in line waiting to vote the governor just signed a bill that says i circle it for you no food and water in voting line meaning literally by the way that's not something they just say like they just said it's part of a legislation signed by the governor that said if you were to be in line waiting to vote and there is a long line and someone were to come and bring you water or bring you food that person will be arrested it's a crime now ask yourself the question you have leaders who do not have anything better to do so they sat down and they say how can we make lives more difficult for blacks how can we make lives more difficult for american citizens and that's the republican that's what they do they're not working to make life easier they're not working to remove obstacle they want to make certain that your rights to vote are restricted ask yourself your, the question why why would any legislator do something like that it is impossible to understand how blacks in general those who know history in the country those who understand how the Republican work, that they would go out and support a Republican. And I don't say that because I'm trying to be a, I'm trying to, 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 to convert people from one political party to the other. But in this particular case, we have decades of data of Republicans working against the interests of blacks in America. That's not an assumption of mine. That's not speculation. Every aspect of legislation, every aspect of policies crafted by Republicans is always against the interests of blacks. So why would I support, why would I lend my support to a political party that works against my best interest? Why would I do that? That would not make any sense. If somebody is hurting you, if somebody is hurting your family, if somebody is hurting your children, why would you support that individual? That makes no sense to anyone. That is not logical. And that's what happened when you have blacks supporting Republicans because they have worked for decades 
against the interests of blacks. We'll bring you more pointed example besides the voting across America. Because that's not just what Republicans have been doing against blacks' interests. That is extremely important because when you think about it clearly, if you are deprived of the rights to vote, then you have no value in America. And that's exactly what Republicans want to happen. It's the consideration of their action against blacks in America. The hotly contested presidential election is over, but the challenges that lie ahead for this new administration are many and very difficult. Yes, we voted out the destructor of our norms, but our job is not done. The Biden administration will face a very corrupt and uncooperative Republican Party in both the House and the Senate. In 2009, in the midst of a devastating recession with unemployment rising, bankruptcy multiplying, the economy cratering, Mitch McConnell opposed everything Obama tried to do to remedy the situation. It is naive to think it will be different this time. The country simply cannot rely on Republicans, so let's not. Join us live every Saturday at 11 a.m. to bring forth ideas to combat those challenges. Together, we can help rebuild America with Joe. See you soon. If you just join us, we are talking about an important topic. That topic will undoubtedly impact our lives today, this generation, and many future generations. Already there are a number of companies in Georgia that have joined forces with the Democrats to push against the bill that Governor Brian Kemp just signed into law. We have Delta, we have Coca-Cola, and there are other companies that are voicing their opposition to such bill. For reasons that should be pretty obvious to the country by now, Republican leaders never want anything to do with blacks. Some of them, behind closed doors, they work against the interests of blacks. They came with legislation, with policies, with laws that are detrimental to blacks. We gave you example of such many times here. When they were conducting the aggressive war on drugs, it was another term to say they were having a war against blacks. Because the people that suffer the consequences of that war on drugs were blacks. Generation of blacks were destroyed, arrested, thrown in jail, labeled criminals. Until they find out that there are so many whites doing drugs, now they could not do the same thing to them. So they now have 
programs to help people who are on drugs. When I tell you that Republican leaders across the country work against the best interests of black, this is not a hyperbole. They make sure that everything that they do, whether it's in subtlety, in language, in legislation, they don't just go on Fox or now on Newsmax and OAN and say those kind of things. And then for you to say, well, it's just politics, they're just talking. Now they codify it. They put it in, in, ter, in terms of laws. They make it a crime for certain things to happen because they want to make sure that blacks are deprived of the right to vote. Or at the very least, they try to make it as difficult as possible for blacks to vote. So you see, Republicans do not work on behalf of blacks. They work against our best interests. So it is baffling that you would have blacks supporting people that are doing wrong to them. You heard Ron Johnson a few weeks ago saying that he didn't have any problem with those mob rioting the Capitol on January 6th. I wasn't scared, he said. I didn't have any problem, he said. But he, he also added, if it were to be Black Lives Matter, I would be concerned. They no longer behind closed doors talk about how they want to destroy blacks, how they want to harm blacks. Openly, they say those kind of things nowadays because they have amended the Republican constituent continue to vote for them, continue to support them, no matter how much they destroy our way of life. They rationalize it. Oh, they we fighting voters fraud. 90 days, the former president claimed there was voter fraud. They filed more than 60 lawsuits across the country to claim there is voter fraud. They could not produce a single instance of voter fraud. And yet, those legislation being proposed across the country by Republicans to limit, to restrict votes, voting, are based on voter fraud. They're trying to prevent voter fraud. I've been screaming at the top of my lungs that if we don't pay attention, the Republican across the country will destroy America. Those are not the kind of thing that happen overnight. It's one piece at a time removing one aspect of the Constitution, weakening it, destroying it, and eventually making it useless. Voting is one of the, is, is one of the, uh, the biggest pillars of our democracy. You go to the poll to vote a leader. 
or to reject a leader. And Republicans are working to make certain that we, black, do not have that ability. If you don't consider that serious enough to reconsider your support, then you are completely... For the longest, we've been telling you that the Republican Party is a haven of racists. You shrug it off, damn liberal talking, another uh, person ranting. Today, it's wide open. It's right in the open. They're all saying it. They're all living it in the open. They don't even have the qualm. They don't even have any objection to saying those kind of things publicly because they feel comfortable doing it. If they succeed with restricting voting in America, what do you think is next? If you do not have a voice, if you no longer have a voice, if you can no longer participate in the democratic system, you no longer have rights, so what do you think comes next? In a authoritarian regime, the first thing that the dictator or the authoritarian would do is to strip the people of their rights. That's the first thing the authoritarian would do. Once you are stripped of your rights, now the authoritarian can do whatsoever he likes. And there is no one that can tell him he cannot. Today, we watch the Republican leaders across the country emboldened by their supporters in passing laws crafting legislation that make it difficult for blacks to vote. They're getting some pushback. It's happening across the country, not just in Georgia, not just in Arizona, across the country. So it's not a few Republicans, it's not a few fringe elements in the party. It's every single Republican leader across the country that decides we want to take America back where blacks did not matter. And that's not a statement or a speculation because they are doing that through legislation. Of course, they give you the Machiavellian rationale we fighting voters fraud. And that's what Republicans are good at, because they are masters of deception. So if you are a black individual, you don't know the history of this country, I strongly encourage you to get yourself accustomed with it. Because what's currently going on in the country, with the Republicans across the country working to deprive blacks of the right to vote, is not a small matter. It's not something you can just shrug off.
Because if you do nothing, and if you continue to support those Republican legislators, you're not going to be the only one who pays the price. Your children, your grandchildren, will certainly pay a heftier price. If you think it's bad for you today, where a police officer can shoot you and not pay a price, where they can violate your rights and not pay a price, where they can do whatever they want to the blacks and not pay a price, imagine what your children, your grandchildren will live under if you let those Republican legislators get away with what they're doing today across the country. Because presumably we have rights today. Presumably. See what happens despite the fact. Now imagine when you don't have that right. Imagine that for a moment. I hope you join me next week when we continue this conversation because it is an important conversation to continue because our future depends on it. Our lives depends on it. Our children's future depends on it. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Great afternoon, depending what it is for you today at this point in time. Hopefully you can join me again next week for another interesting debate about why Republicans are working so hard against blacks in America. That was an update through the prism of common sense. Join us again next week. I am MD, host of the Suzo program, The Place for Common Sense. Send us comments, criticism, suggestions, or simply let us know how to work. Thank you for watching. Have a wonderful weekend. See you soon. I get up, I get down, and I'm jumping around And the rumpus and rock is so comfortable now Been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to grow So I got an apartment across from the park Put quinoa in my fridge, still I'm not feeling great Been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to grow Here we go Our podcast is brought to you in collaboration with the People Branch publication, which can be found on the People Branch website located at peoplebranch.org. That's P E O P L E B R A N C H.org. That's peoplebranch.org website in which you will find a number of very 
interesting articles. My name is Mike Duchenne, MD for short. I hope you have a great afternoon or a great evening, whichever it happens to be. Hopefully, you can join me again next time for another interesting episode of this podcast. And that was Suza, live from New York. Good day.